Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Now, I recently read an article where a lady was talking about this moment that she had with her best friend. And uh, essentially, her best friend sat her down, looked her square in the eyes and said, I need to tell you something. I need to tell you what your thing is. The lady's like, my thing? She's like, yeah. Yeah, you see, the truth be told, everyone has a thing standing in your way. It's stopping you or holding you back from moving forward in life. She's like, and I want to tell you what that is. So the lady's like, okay, go right ahead. What's my thing? And what she told her friend, I cannot repeat. But essentially what she was telling her friend was that she should stop paying attention to what's happening on the outside, her outer appearance and what people think of her and pay a little closer to her character. And if she did that, she would progress in life. Quite a thing to tell a close friend. But as I read this article, I, I kind of got stuck on that line. I just got stuck on that line that says, everyone has a thing standing in your way. We all have a thing that is standing in our way that's stopping us from moving forward, that's holding us back in life. Now, at the start of the series, we, we kind of lent into that a little bit where we spoke about the fact that it's easier to see in others than what it is to see in ourselves. And you may remember that. If you don't remember that, I encourage you to go back to week two and go and, and, and check that out. But it's easier to see in others than what it is to see in ourselves. And it really speaks into what was happening with this, with this lady and her friend. Her friend just saying, man, there's something that you can't see. There's this thing that you can't see, but I can see it. And I want to help you out so that it doesn't hold you back in life anymore. We should all have a friend like that. But how often doesn't it happen where we read something or we hear something and we feel, man, I should text that to so-and-so or I should phone so-and-so and just kind of slip it into the conversation so it's not super obvious because I don't want to offend them. Uh, and we so often live from this point of view that the problem is out there, not that the problem is in here. And that's what we mean by it's easier to see in others than what it is to see in ourselves. And we engage with the life of King David where, where we really drove home the fact that he doesn't live from this point of view. In fact, he, he, he takes some steps to ensure that he doesn't live from this point of view. He chooses to, to 
not project that the problem's out there, not to, to, to uh, superimpose whatever he may be engaging with that should be speaking into his own life, but instead superimposing it onto other people. No, da- David takes a very clear stand. David, David takes an approach of humility. David really approaches life from a standpoint of, hey, the problem might not be out there. The problem may be in here. Guess what? I might have a thing. I may have that thing that's holding me back, that's stopping me from progressing in life, from moving forward, from becoming who I was created to be. And as a result, David ends up praying a prayer. David takes this idea of, might not be out there, might be in here. And he ends up praying a prayer. And I believe with all my heart that if we took this prayer, and if we made it a part of our lives, our daily lives, if we turned it into a habit, that this habit could end up being a habit that changes everything. See, this prayer is a prayer of humility. This prayer is a prayer of invitation. And he prays. He prays. And he invites God to come and do some stuff in him. Here's what he prays. He prays, search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now, if we're honest, you and me, we seldom pray these prayers. We seldom pray these prayers. In truth, we, we, pray, the, we pray the give me, bless me, fix me kind of prayers all the time. Those are the prayers that we naturally lean towards. We, we don't naturally pray these, Lord, come and cut me open. Do the surgery you need to do. Whether it's my heart or my mind, it doesn't matter. Will you come and will you search me? Will you come and dig into the deepest recesses of my heart? I'm willing to soften myself, to humble myself, and to let you come and do what you desperately need to do. And that's what David does. He prays that. He prays, will you come and do just that? What David does is he essentially prays, he prays a prayer that says, instead of simply, Lord, simply coming and doing something for me, I'm going to ask that you come and reveal something in me. And I wonder for a moment, guys and ladies, just imagine if this is week one that you're connecting with us, first time you're connecting with us on this series, just for a moment imagine what our lives would look like if we started praying these kinds of prayers. Just imagine what your life would look like, your family, your work environment, your kids, your girlfriend, preferably those are two separate groups of people. 
your co-workers, uh, the people in your daily life that you engage with, imagine what their lives would look like if you prayed these kinds of prayers and meant them. And David prays four things. He prays, search me, know me, show me, and lead me. Search me, know me, show me, and lead me. And instead of, of simply asking God to do something in him, he asks God to reveal something in him. He starts praying this prayer that softens his heart. Because you see, search me is invasive. <laughs> search me means that I need to be vulnerable in the moment. And as I'm vulnerable, my heart softens toward God. So he starts praying, will you come and search me, O oh God? What would your life look like if you prayed, search me? Imagine each time that thing that you deal with wanted to flare up and wherever that may be, whether it's a taxi or a, a business meeting or a, uh, a website or a conversation with someone who tends to get under your skin. Just imagine if in all of those moments you could just stop and even within your own self just pray, Lord, right now, search me. Imagine what would happen to your heart in that moment instead of wanting to flare up and rise up and you know smash who's ever in front of you i will leave you in a space where you would be open to allowing god to do something in you in that moment that could affect and change the person's life sitting or standing or driving in front of you then we get to the part in the prayer where david prays lord will you know me Will you know me? Will you, will you know my heart? Will you know my anxious thoughts? And he's really just praying there, Lord, will you, will you come and know my intentions and my motives? Will you know my focuses and will you know my fears? And as he prays this, his level of relationship with God shifts. See, know me is this relational statements it's a relational invitation it's an invitation to move deeper in relationship and the crazy part is that being known by god is the birthplace to freedom for you and for me that thing man being known by god is the birthplace of being freed from that thing whatever it may be in your life David then goes on to pray, sir, show me, search me, know me. Now come and show me, come and show me. You've been investigating, you've been digging, you've, you've, you've been going through the archives of my life, those, those deep recesses of my life. Now come and show me what you found. What, what he's really praying in that moment is, as he prays, point out anything in me that offends you. What he's really praying is, Lord, 
What in my life causes you pain? What in my life causes you pain? What is hindering this relationship from growing to what it should be? Great prayer. Great question. We should be asking God all the time. Just imagine what your life would look like if you started praying that. I, I, I stop and ask myself that. And I think to myself, man, just imagine what our society and our communities and our, our homes and our schools and our workplaces would look like if we were willing to humble ourselves and pray this prayer. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And then David caps his prayer off with this line. He prays, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now, I know for my life, and I can only imagine for your life, that somewhere along the line, you've prayed, lead me. You've prayed, Lord, will you come and lead me? But, but if we're honest, when we pray the lead me prayer, it's often more like, Lord, will you lead me in figuring out, is it, is it this job or is it that job? Is it this relationship or is it that relationship? Hopefully it's not as shallow as, Lord, is it peak and pie or carrot cake? Like, I believe that it would have more depth to it than that. But the truth be told, guys and ladies, we tend to ask direction with regard to the fruit of our lives. We seldom invite God to direct us in dealing with the root cause of the deeper issues, the root cause of the thing. But yet that's exactly what David does in this moment. He says, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. When he prayed, Lord, will you come and, and know me? He was like, know my heart, know my mind, know my motives and my intentions, my thoughts, my fears. And now it's like he's saying, now will you come and lead me when it comes to my motives, my intentions? Will you come and lead me when it comes to my focuses and my fears? And you see, when we start allowing God to lead us and to direct our motives and our intentions, to, to, to lead us and direct us with regards to our focuses, our fears start to be settled as we follow His leading. Now, no matter where you are today in your spiritual journey. I, I want to speak to you quickly if you're a Jesus follower. No matter how mature you feel like you are in your faith, the truth is that the world around us will always challenge our faith. It will always challenge our faith. There will always be that taxi 
<laughs> there will always be that obnoxious person at work. There will always be that, that person in your office that's trying to undermine you because they're wanting the whatever position. Uh, there will always be that kid in your class who's, who's picking on you or who's, 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 who feels like they're out to get you. There will always be those people really close to you that know just what to say to make it sting extra bad. The world around us will always challenge our faith. There will always be distractions. There will always be people, places, and pleasures that will call for our attention. And they'll want to draw us back into the heart condition that we originally started in. As a result, we will always have so much room for growth. I don't really care if you are on the fringe of faith or a father in the faith. No matter where we are on that spectrum, there will always be much room for growth. And for this reason, every day we need to draw closer and closer to Jesus. Peter speaks into this when he writes. He writes that we need to get to know God, that we need to grow in our knowledge of God. And then he says this, he says, you already know these things, dear friends. You already know that you need to get to know God, that you need to grow in the knowledge of Him. You already know these things, dear friends. So be on God. Then you will not be carried away with the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. When he says wicked people, that sounds a bit harsh. The truth be told, we all have those voices in our lives. They try to draw us back into our past, back into where we come from, back into those heart conditions that we spoke of. We need to be on God. That's what, that's what Peter's saying here. He says, rather, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. So he says here, we must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So how do we do that? How do we grow in the grace and the knowledge of God? Well, I believe that David lays it out so beautifully for us in this prayer that we're busy learning. Where he says, man, allow God. Allow God to come and search you. Allow Him to know you. Allow Him to show you. And when we allow this to happen, we will start following His leading. And that's when we grow in His grace and in the knowledge of Him. It was David's son Solomon who penned this advice. When he said, my child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. I wonder today, what has he taught you? What has he taught you 
Have you written it down? When last did you write down something that you really sensed was for you from God? I want to encourage you, write it down. He carries on. He says, if you do this, you will live many years. And your life will be satisfying. Come on, let's get real. We all want to live many years with a very satisfying life. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. It's interesting. Loyalty and kindness, they are both actions and characteristics of life. Uh, there are things that we do, but it's also something that we need to grow. It's also something that's, that forms as part of our characters. And he says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Guys and ladies, you know what I long for for my son? Is that he will find favor with both God and with people. And that he will gain a good reputation. Because I know it will serve him well in life. If that's my heart for my kid, just imagine what God's heart is for you as his child. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. What does it mean to trust in the Lord with all our hearts? Well, it's to not lean on our own understanding. And everything in our culture today tells us to not trust anyone, but to lean on our own understanding. And then we wonder why our society is in the mess. <laughs> that it's in. He says there, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. How am I led by God? Come and lead me. Come and lead me, Lord. How am I led by God? Well, Solomon makes it quite clear here. Seek his will. In all you do, seek the will of God. Hey, I've just invited God to come and search me, to come and know me, to come and show me, and to come and lead me. Well, when I do and I want to follow Him, I need to flip that script and I need to, I need to go and seek Him. I need to go and seek His will in all I do. I need to, I need to invite Him. I need to, as I've invited him to know me, I need to go and I need to, as I'm searching, really pursue knowing him. And as I've asked him to show me, <laughs> I need to pay attention. <laughs> I need to pay attention to what he's showing me. And as I've asked him to lead me, I then need to follow. I need to follow him as I seek his will for my life. Nine truth, we aren't chasing results, but there is a natural overflow to all of this. And the natural overflow is a life that honors God, a life that prioritizes what really matters, a life that makes good decisions, and a life that leaves 
a legacy. I want to say something that I said right at the top, again, because I believe it's important. And that is that no matter where you are in your walk with God, if you are a Jesus follower, no matter where you are in your walk with, with God, in your spiritual journey, no matter how mature in your faith you are or feel you are, the world around you will always challenge your faith. And no matter how long you've been doing this, we all still have much room for growth. So every day, we need to do everything we can to stick as close to Jesus as we can, to search Him, to know Him, to listen up and to follow Him. And today, instead of asking you what your next step is, I'd love for you to just allow me to pray for you as we end off this series. That in this moment, you will maybe just get a little vulnerable before God. Allow Him to just soften your heart and allow Him to start working this process in your life. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you that today, Lord, that we can bring our lives to you, every aspect of our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Lord, I thank you that as we do, Lord, that right now, I want to pray for courage for men and women, real courage to come and, 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 and take a couple of steps of faith to allow you in, to pray a prayer, asking you to come and search me, search me, oh God. To pray, will you come and know me? Lord, know my motives, my intentions, know my focuses and my fears. And will you come and show me what it is in me that may be causing you pain? And then as you do, will you come and lead me? Will you come and lead me in paths of everlasting life? In other words, will you come and lead me as I pursue you and your will for my life? And Lord, I thank you that as men and women are willing to pray this prayer, are willing to turn this into a daily habit, allowing you to come and, and do that, 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 that working inside, that heart surgery, brain surgery, whatever. Lord, that so you start to reveal to them, to show them that thing. Lord, and that you will start helping them work through that thing. Father God, that ultimately we, Lord, can, can look more like your son, Jesus. That we can love our neighbors the way that you've asked us to love our neighbors. To love each other the way that you've asked us to love each other. That we can impact our homes, 
our workspaces, our social settings, and our communities for you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you need to reach out to us, please connect with us on our social media platforms, on Facebook or Instagram. Other than that, uh, we trust that you have a great week. We look forward to connecting with you again. Thank you. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.